For the past several weeks, health officials across the globe have been giving updates on the pandemic using as much data as they have, case counts, testing results, and deaths. Here in San Diego County, which has about one-tenth of the confirmed cases in California, understanding the caveats of the data is key to staying informed. Today is Friday, April 3rd. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Lauren Schroeder, you're a data reporter on the Watchdog team at the Union-Tribune. And as things have been changing with the coronavirus pandemic, we've been getting more and more pieces of data. And most recently, we finally have cases by zip code. What's kind of the headline? What are the biggest takeaways of this new data set? Yeah, so San Diego County officials, they um, started releasing the coronavirus cases by zip code on Tuesday. And um, as of that day, the total case count was about 734 cases countywide. Um, as of Thursday, that number jumped to 966. And what we're seeing by zip code is that there are a couple of hotspots. Um, one in particular, which has um, you know double the number of cases as the second highest zip code, is um, 92103, which encompasses the Mission Hills, Hillcrest area of San Diego County. Um, and so they reported on Thursday that there's 58 cases there, which, like I said, is double what we're seeing in the second highest one, which is um, an area of La Jolla. So what are some of the reasons why this could be the case? Because every data set has its biases. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you probably know that, you know, editors ask this question as well. And it's a very difficult question to answer um, when you understand a little bit when you understand this data on a deeper level. Um, so basically what I've heard from experts so far uh, yesterday and today is that these numbers are incomplete. Um, they might be skewed because, um, you know, certain areas, certain res- certain areas with certain residents might have more access to um, testing. And there's also a lot of guidelines as to um, who is tested, you know? So like you have to be, you have to meet a very strict criteria to be, able to be tested in the first place. Um, so a lot of experts are kind of cautioning that, you know, while this area might have the most confirmed cases, it might not actually have the most cases in the county. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So uh, what are some of the factors that may make, you know, the Hillcrest Mission Hills area and La Jolla have higher caseloads? Well, um, that area in particular does have two major hospitals. It's uh, Scripps Mercy and UC San Diego Health. Um, they're both in that area. And while we have heard that most hospitals, you know, like that some hospitals would say, you know, the patient's address is unknown. Um, others are saying we would never put unknown or we would never default to the hospital zip code. We would just put unknown. So it's kind of there are factors where it's like some hospitals are doing it this way. Some are doing it the other way. Um, we did find out today that. um that uh, Scripps Mercy actually has um, confirmed 13 COVID-19 patients um, that are admitted as, admitted as inpatients at this time. Um, so that kind of can, you know, account for 13 out of the 58 that we're seeing in that area. And again, this is these are cases that have happened since we started tracking the number. So mm-hmm. like, 
you know, that might not be the number of cases that are currently active at this time. That's just the total number of cases that we've seen since we started getting these numbers. So you mentioned it earlier, but what are some of the criteria that people have to meet to get tested in the first place? Yeah, so um, they're not really testing everyone who comes in with um, coronavirus symptoms. They're only testing people who are in are considered a high risk group or have um, a severe illness or a pre existing condition. So a lot of the times, like they're you're going to be put into you know the pulmonary unit of a hospital, but unless you meet a certain criteria, you're not going to be tested. But if you are tested, then you're moved to a different area of the hospital that deals with coronavirus cases. So there's just a lot of kind of factors that go into whether or not you're tested, whether or not they um, deem the case worthy of being tested if it's obvious that they are suffering from coronavirus. Yeah, it does seem that that's the biggest point of tension in California is that we don't have you know, the surplus of tests that maybe New York has, we have to be a little more careful about who exactly we test, which inherently skews the numbers. Exactly. And, and probably because of that, you're not testing a lot of people who have mild symptoms and are more likely to spread it to the general public. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, California's outbreak could be equally as bad as some other states. It's just, we simply don't know. Yeah. I mean, official county officials have been saying, for I think weeks now that uh, there could be 10 times as many uh, cases in the county that we like uh, compared to what we know about. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't know the exact number exactly, but uh, we're expected to cross that 1000 mark today and likely higher over the weekend. So you can imagine 10,000, 20,000 cases that are likely active in San Diego right now. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, putting it into numbers <laughs> makes it more real. Certainly. And speaking more generally, this entire pandemic is kind of a, a minefield for data reporters in a sense because there's all of these assumptions, there's all of these things we have to keep in mind. When you're seeing the coverage, not only here in San Diego, but nationally, what are some of the things that you would want people to know when interpreting these statistics? I mean, I, I think that it's, it's very similar to what we were just talking about is that you have to take all these numbers with a grain of salt and consider all of the different factors that are going into these numbers. They're not testing everyone in every, they're not testing everyone everywhere who shows coronavirus symptoms. They're only testing people who meet a very certain criteria. So more likely the numbers are higher, more likely more people are walking around with it or spreading it. Um, so I think it's good to have that baseline number uh, so that more like so people are more wary of where they go and they're more careful about social distancing and quarantining themselves. But at the same time, I mean, this is a this is a new thing. We're still learning. And I don't think the numbers are going to be reliable for several months, if not years. Yeah, and that's something that uh, will be in Sunday's paper, kind of addressing the fact that because the United States was so behind on testing, we're kind of at a disadvantage when it comes to flattening the curve because we don't know how steep our curve actually is. Exactly. So also with data, there's inherent inequities that are reflected. What are some of the things that may be kind of causing you know certain areas to be higher than others based off of that fact? Yeah, so um, the LA Times actually did an analysis that 
you know, we're working into a story that's going to go in the paper tomorrow about the Hillcrest Mission Hills area. And it basically found that, you know, a lot of the neighborhoods that were predominantly white and wealthy areas, um, they had a higher rate and a higher count of cases than a lot of the poorer neighborhoods of color. Um, That analysis also came with a caveat, kind of saying, you know, this probably isn't because these areas have more cases. It's most likely because wealthy residents are more likely to have access to testing. They're more likely to have access to healthcare, And they're also more likely to have traveled internationally recently. So um, they might, you know, make up a lot of those early confirmed cases that we found. Um, So and with the LA Times analysis, we're kind of thinking that the same might apply in San Diego. So according to um, SANDAG or the San Diego Association of Governments, um, 65% of the Hillcrest Mission Hills zip code that had the highest number of cases um, are white and about 20% are Latino. And about one third of the households in that area had an income above a hundred thousand. Um, and like the same goes for the zip code in La Jolla, which all, like, which had the second highest number of cases. So I think close to three out of four residents are white in that area. And uh, close to half of the households had an income above a hundred thousand. So we're kind of seeing the same thing is that, you know, just because these areas have a higher number of cases, it's a lot of experts are saying that it's more likely that they just have more access to healthcare, more access to testing. And we're more likely to be traveling internationally before the coronavirus cases started to increase in the U S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, this whole pandemic and this whole story is is difficult just because we only know so much. It's like we're trapped in a dark room with one match and we're trying to draw conclusions off of what we can see and there's just so much out there that we still don't know. Yeah, it's a data journalist's worst nightmare. <laughs> cool. And finally, the county has been slowly releasing more information, getting a little bit more statistics about how things are going with the pandemic are there any data sets or, you know, more information from the county that you would hope to see in the coming weeks? I actually, um, someone reached out to the watchdog team today asking if there was a way to see what, or I guess the, the number of people whose lives were saved because of coronavirus. And I <laughs> hear me out. It's that, you know, people are no longer commuting to work. Um, they're no longer driving any other place outside of work. Um, and they're social distancing. So like somewhat, someone reached out to us and asked, you know, how many lives is this saving because of, you know, is it like the, is it lowering the rate of traffic as accidents because less people are on the road? Is it, um, is it lowering the, or is it decreasing the spread of other viruses or diseases because we're all staying inside. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting question and an interesting topic that I would love to explore later on when, you know, when we, when we have a few minutes to breathe. Yeah. It'd be certainly interesting to look at that from like a health data perspective, like, you know, number of broken bones, even SDIs, just like what would change, you know? Exactly. It will be interesting to see (laughs) You might want to edit this out, but it will be interesting to see uh, the uh, birth rate and pregnancy mm-hmm. rate after all these months inside. Yeah, people have been joking that there might be a 
a Rona baby boom in the future, but we'll see <laughs> in exactly. about nine months. All right, Lauren Schroeder, thank you so much and stay safe. Thank you. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County's caseload has crossed the 1,000 point mark on Friday. There are now 1,112 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in the county. Officials also noted another death, bringing the death toll to 17. The victim was identified as a man in his late 70s. In total, the county has logged 17 deaths. The victim was identified as a man in his late 70s. Dr. Wilma Wooten, the county's public health officer, also detailed two additional outbreaks, one at a congregate living facility and one involving community spread. No patients in the new clusters have been hospitalized. Additionally, officials amended a health order announced Thursday that requires some people to wear face coverings while interacting with the public. Initially, the order included workers at grocery stores, convenience stores, pharmacies, and gas stations. On Friday, restaurants were added to the list. County Supervisor Greg Cox said the amendment was made after the local chapter of the California Restaurant Association asked to be added to the list. Although residents are not required to wear a face covering while out in public, everyone is encouraged to do so. According to the California Department of Public Health, a cloth face covering should cover the nose and mouth and can be secured with ties or straps or wrapped around your face. It can be made out of a variety of materials or can be factory made, sewn by hand, or improvised from household items. Officials also reiterated that businesses that remain open should have their physical distancing and sanitation protocols posted by Tuesday morning. This applies to community parks and other gathering spaces that remain open as well. Businesses looking for a template for those protocols can visit the county's website. Four Sheriff's Department employees have tested positive for the virus as well as one inmate. The department said the inmate was showing flu-like symptoms when he was booked into custody on suspicion of domestic violence Monday. He was given a mask, put in an isolation cell, and tested. Three days later, the department was told the inmate, whose name was not released, had tested positive. Inmates who may have come into contact with the ailing inmate have also been isolated as a precaution. Sheriff's employees who had dealings with the inmate and the agency that arrested him were notified of their possible COVID-19 exposure. The Rock and Roll Marathon has been rescheduled to May. The Chula Vista Police Department will start fining people for disobeying health orders during the pandemic. Chula Vista Councilman Steve Padilla's health has improved. He's off of the ventilator and is out of the ICU. Padillo is one of the first local politicians to be infected with the virus, announcing his diagnosis on March 14th. Padilla also serves as the chair of the California Coastal Commission. Walking off the USS Theodore Roosevelt for the last time, ousted Navy Captain Brett Crozier received cheers from his sailors as he left the ship. Crozier was fired on Thursday for penning a letter that was leaked to the media that asked for the Navy to evacuate his crew amid an outbreak on the ship. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.